Welcome to Untapped Sports Podcast with me, Spencer Barnaby, and my good buddy John Tomlinson on the other side of me. How are we doing, John? How are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Got some got some some good stuff to talk about today. Um, some good some good news and some heartbreaking news for Titans fans. We're all over the place. But starting off strong with Los Bravos, the twenty twenty one World Series champs. I Everyone in America was rooting for them, obviously, minus Astros fans. Did you see the map that was going around of who everyone in the country was rooting for by state? And everywhere was blue for Braves, and then Texas was orange for Astros. Weirdly enough, though, did you we see talked, Delaware. We talked about this last week. Delaware's just chilling, <laughs> and I'm like, rooting for the Astros, it says on there. I'm like, what? Yeah. Again, yeah, we did talk about this, because I'm yeah. still not sure Delaware's a real place. That's yet. what you said last Right, week. okay, so yeah. we did talk about this. Yeah. But when the Astros lose, America wins. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would say. That's so funny. Um, and not to get too sidebarred, but, um, man, it's it's kind of funny to think that the Yankees might be a less hated team in baseball than the Astros. It's by default. Everyone still hates the Yankees. It's just that they don't cheat. I just think it's funny. Because, yeah. like, I mean, like, not long ago, we were still like, oh, 20-whatever rings, who gives a crap? Um, right. And then, but then the Astros start banging on trash cans, and they'll never hear the end of it. And so, they shouldn't. Yeah. Listen, once every single crumb from that era is gone, players, manager, front office, once it's all gone, I'll move on. That's it'll, fair. It'll be like the Black Sox, right? Like, no one hates the White Sox because of 1920. Right. Like, it takes time. Right. Eventually, I'll move on. Right now, every time Altuve steps to the plate, not to be graphic or dramatic, I just want the pitcher to lose a little bit of control. Maybe the ball goes a little bit more to the right than he wants to. You know what I mean? I don't know about you. Yeah, maybe he's got to back off the plate a little bit. Maybe. Just back yeah. him up. Back him up. That's or fair. give him first base with a little, yeah, little, little hit. You go, you go stay on first base. Yeah, just give him a little. You know, it's funny. They they kept like they kept <laughs> giving him all the credit for hit, like tying for tying the home run record for world like in the postseason or World Series is like like twenty three I think. Yeah, he's close. And, and part of me just wants to be like, but you know he was cheating for how many of those home runs? Yeah. And so I just like well, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's like, weird. Like I don't know how I feel about that. I mean I don't count it, but I'm I'm on the very much the caught not cautious, but I don't count home runs or anything like that with guys that were on steroids. Like, I look at home runs in a season. Okay. The top three guys all discredited in my book. Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. They have the top three for most home runs in a season. Mm-hmm. I don't count it. Uh, Roger Maris, to me, is the number one guy. Maybe maybe Hank Aaron took over. Hank Aaron, yeah. One of those two's one and two. I don't remember which one. I still think Hank – I actually am a big advocate of that. I think Hank Aaron's the greatest pirate of all time. He has – because he's the only one that's done it legitimately. Yeah. So And right behind him is Albert Pujols. Or he hit it really well. Yeah. But, Roger yeah. Maris, Albert Pujols. Roger Maris, Albert Poole, all those yep. guys. Uh, A-Rod's on like the all-time home run list. I don't count him. I so, hate that. I hate even all that list. But yeah. yeah, and he didn't use it, granted, for I don't think as long as the other guys did. I think he got caught pretty quickly. I might be misremembering that. But yeah, I Altuve, no. I, I don't count. Anything he does, I discredit. Yep. It doesn't enough. matter what he does. If he hits a home run, I'll say, wow, he must have known it was coming. And if he <laughs> swings and misses, I'll say, it's tough. He didn't know what was coming. That's it's fair. for the rest of his life. That's what I will be saying. Yep. Who's your? Who's the one guy? Everyone has a guy that they can't stand now in the Astros. Mm. I feel like mine's Altuve. A lot of my buddies are Correa, Summer Bregman. Do you have a guy where you're just like, that's your guy that you just want to see fail? Oh, I think it's got to be Altuve. Yeah, honestly, and I, the reason why I say that is because I remember when he won the, I think was it the 2018 MVP over Judge. One of those years. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, Altuve should win it. Even though I look at the stats and I was like. Like Judge Devlin should have won this MVP. Yeah. And now I look back at myself and I just am like kind of disappointed and I'm like, dang, I was so wrong. Yeah. Like, and it, it's I mean, it we kinda, were all fooled. It kind of goes back to even like last week's conversation with like the Shohei MVP versus Vladdy. As much as I, I like to be the person who maybe takes the hot take a little bit more often than not, I, I definitely, I mean, I definitely understand the historicism of what Shohei's doing. I, I guess I just want to make sure always that we're giving credit where credit's due because I think it's really easy. The MLB does a really great job of like overlooking some guys' performances um, just to highlight others. Well, the media and in Tatis general, is a great example of that. Uh, of course, he yeah, media loves it, but media really does that in general because you're right. No one, I don't think anyone in the world hates Shohei. That's a baseball fan. He's great right. for the game. He's fun he, to watch. Exactly. He's he awesome. does a lot to spread the world of the game. Oh, amazing! Which we've talked and about everyone loves him. And yeah. Despite what Stephen A. says about 
And I, uh, that's another. That's Stick another to podcast. basketball, Stephen A. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Stick to nothing. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. But basketball, if he's going to do anything, but the media, I feel like, does a lot of that of focusing on one guy. If you saw, you may have saw, seen this stat going around before the Braves won mm-hmm. in Game Six. Maybe maybe before Solaire's home run. I'm sure they posted about that. Sports Center had not posted one thing about the World Series. I don't know if you saw that. Someone made a graphic of Squid Games posts versus World Series posts. They had one Squid Games post, zero World Series. Was this on Instagram? Yeah, I think I saw the graphic. All over social media. I think I saw that graphic. And it's like they just could not. If it's not one of their guys, if it's not Shohei hitting a bomb, or if it's not Bellinger, whatever, it's just they don't talk about it. And it's like. It's so unbelievable, and that's how the conversation. Because no one talks about Vladdy. You think Sports Center is going to post about Vlad- like maybe sometimes, but not maybe not like the other guys. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. You want to make sure he gets the credit he deserves. Agreed. Because like he had such a dope. I mean, he has he was a ball in this year. Amazing. I mean, he was doing everything, and so um, you know. But not to discredit as we talk here about anything except for the Braves, who really defied all odds. Is there this a, season? I may have said this last podcast. Is there a better commercial for Moneyball than the 2021 Braves? Probably not. Just getting these role I players, mean, Rosario, Duvall. And yeah, I mean, that's the craziest part about this whole thing. And and both of those guys, this is the craziest part. Those two two of those four guys end up being your World Series and postseason MVPs. Right. Unbelievable. I mean, that's insane. I mean, it's got Cardinal vibes to it in 2011 when they, you know, they pick up for Berkman, sure. they pick up. Um, Ryan Terrio, um, yeah. Jason Mott closed it out, closed it out. Had just a resurgent year. Kind of gives you some of those vibes. But that's the kind of thing you look for in October, though. Is always the team who's going to surprise you. Um, and it's what funny. baseball is exactly the National exactly Cardinal, every. It feels like every other year there's this storybook team. Mm-hmm. Every now and then you get a Dodgers Astros where it's the power teams, right? But yeah. that's and that's what people love about baseball. I think yeah. that's what makes baseball America's pastime is that. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to check out for three and a half hours and just enjoy a ball game. Um, whether you're there for the baseball or the, or the or the beer or the hot dogs, I don't right. know, or the pretzels. I'm a big pretzel guy. Do you have a favorite? Depends like, on the ballpark, ballpark food. Okay, that's fair. It depends because sometimes I'll get a pretzel and I'm like, it's soft and it's right and it's tender. Sometimes it's hard as a rock and mm-hmm. I'm I want my money back. Right. Just depends. Okay. Can't go wrong with pretzels. Nachos are usually a safe bet too. That's fair. But baseball, it feels wrong to not have a hot dog. Okay. It feels almost illegal. Yeah. That's why yeah. a lot of places do the promos like Dollar Dog Nights. Those are the yeah. best. But I've heard Dodger Dogs are good. Never had yeah. one. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe True. I'll try one. Sometime. No, but going into kind of game six, um, I, I, w- I thought, honestly, you know, last time we talked to you guys, I think the, the Braves were up 2-1. Um, I maybe. think they had lost the game at home. No, I think maybe – no, I think it was 1-1. I think they had lost the game at home and they were traveling, if I remember correctly, and they were traveling to Houston. And then, of course, they win two out of three in Houston. But they didn't – or excuse me, they were traveling back home to Atlanta. Right. Right. Um, but so they win two out of three at home. But they lost game five after being up by, like, six. It's just – it was the most brave thing to do. I'll be, I'll be honest. I – I'll be as honest. Sorry. <laughs> I'll be I, as, that's yeah. all right. It's a solid, yeah. solid it, it was solid, right? I, uh, when they gave up that grand slam lead – first of all, the Braves are the only team in the history of sports that could – have a grand slam lead in the first inning mm-hmm. and then give up that lead by the top of the third. Yeah. In less than two innings, they gave up a grand slam lead. And credit where credit's due also, the Houston Astros, the biggest thing that was talked about with them was was how good their offense is. I mean, they are. Because also the crazy part too, and this connects back to the 2014, or excuse me, was it the 2015 draft where Swanson was drafted number one overall? Twenty. 2014, 2015. I don't know how the year works. Well, the crazy part is that that was. I think the 2015. Yeah, you know how it's like the double. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how those. Yeah, work. I think it's, 20, it's 2014, 2015, probably. Right. I, because maybe, yeah. the season ended in 2014. I don't know how that Dan's, works. Oh wait, no. I think it was it 2014. Been 2014 because the College World Series would have happened. Yeah, and then he would have been drafted because he got drafted in the middle of the College World Series. Correct. Like after a game. I hate that, but that's a whole different. No, um, anyway. Dansby Swanson was the number one world pick. Right. Thank you, by the way, all the Braves fans. You need to send the Arizona Diamondbacks a check and just say thank you on the Venmo receipt. Just thank you for Dansby Swanson. Because he's another he's another money ball kind of yeah, guy. Doesn't cost a lot. His average isn't great, I'll admit that. I'm mm-hmm. a big Dansby guy, big Vandy guy. Mm-hmm. Average isn't amazing, but dude can hit. Yeah. And he is a gold glove defenseman. Yeah. He makes some errors. Uh, yes. Everybody does. Everyone does. Yep. Derek Jeter did. Somehow he got five gold gloves, and he's the worst defensive shortstop ever. But ever. Yeah, that's another point. But Dansby's another one of those guys. I mean, th- think of the guys that came up big. You said it. 
Rosario, Dansby, Solaire. Peterson. I mean, all four Peterson. guys. I mean, Peterson was ridiculous in the division series. He wasn't great in the series, but playoffs, he was still good. It's yeah. still Jocktober. Yeah, it, it still exists. I mean, yeah. yeah. Also, super cool story, but with that, too, even after um, the Braves beat the Dodgers, the Dodgers players who stuck around after the game were like, go to, go bring one home for us. Yeah. I mean, that's that's some... I love that about baseball, is seeing these guys who are still able to hold great relationships with where they where they were, of course, brought up from. Um I thought that was really special. But so the point though about Swanson being the number one overall pick was that the second overall pick in that draft was Alex Bregman from LSU. Right. And so it's a pretty neat matchup to see two of these guys go toe to toe with each other. And I mean, Swanson's great, but Bregman's definitely better. And so of those two, I mean Bregman's been putting up MVP numbers since really he came into the into the majors. Yeah. Granted, been, him knowing what was coming for three seasons that's probably fair. Helped. That's fair. But granted yeah. though, he's he's quite the hitter and he made some some Darn good he's defensive a, plays down the line. He's a, he's a great um, player. The SEC that, had some great players that year. Yeah, they really I think did. yeah. No, they they really did. That that conference has been. I mean, well, between Florida and Vandy, I mean, it's it's yeah. People it's think fo- the, uh, people think SEC. They think football. SEC dominates in every sport. It really does. SEC's amazing. As much as I try to advocate everything. for the Big Ten being the most, I would still I'd still argue that the Big Ten is the most um, competitive conference, like amongst itself. I think it offers more between like, like less of a gap between worst and best. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Which I, I, I love, which is why I love to watch that because that's why you see Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Illinois. They always make a deep tournament run. One of those teams because they just they play high competition all season long. Lots like a mid major does, where you're like good mid majors. You're playing teams that are like they they could beat you. So yeah, I don't but, know I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. necessarily disagree with that. Yeah, because the gap between Vandy and Bama is exponentially bigger probably than Ohio State and whoever the bottom of the Big Ten is. Correct. Especially between sports. So, yeah. But yeah, so we see Dansby Swanson drafted number one overall, Bregman number two. Um, and that was kind of the, the story matchup. I think it's, they said it's the first time that a number one and number two overall pick have ever met in a World Series. Which like is that. crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. MLB draft for, is unlike any other draft. Well, because there's so many rounds. That, and it's also, there's just, baseball is such an easy sport to not become great at mm-hmm. like football yeah there is not a first round pick that doesn't play well isaiah wilson for all the titans fans out there but <laughs> generally speaking yeah first round pick especially quarterback you're getting a second contract even maybe as a backup but exactly well and there's yeah. special teams offense always. there's so many yeah. ways to, but baseball yeah. you could just be in a slump and they just don't call you up mm-hmm. so yeah well and that goes i think that goes to show with like the different minor league levels of course but you know the interesting part about the path for, I think, a couple of these players that, that the Braves picked up and ended up being their saviors in October was that, you know, Rosario has been a stud between a couple of teams for the last couple of years. He's been a timely hitter. Um, Jock Peterson has bounced around to a couple of different teams, started with the Dodgers, of course, uh, made his way to the Cubs, got traded from the Cubs, who picked him up last, like, they picked him up this season. He yeah, was he weird. was a free agency signing in the offseason this past year, and he's they, just traveling coast to coast. Exactly, honestly, just, he yeah. did. He made his way from L.A. to Chicago and now to the East yeah. Coast. Um, so that's pretty incredible. So Lair started with the Cubs, played with Kansas City, got he traded from was, Kansas City. By the way, was terrible with the Royals. Yeah, was he batting like one twenty? I mean, but he hit like forty. Terrible. But last year he hit like forty five dongs. Oh yeah, yeah. He hit. He's got power. But yeah. Just, he wasn't doing great with the Royals. So when Braves get him. I mean, if you're a Braves fan... He was fan, the same player with the Cubs, though. He was a strikeout home run kind of player. That's fair. Which is why they got rid of him. Which is a perfect replacement for Marcelo Zuna. But, um, yeah, when, I mean, if you're a Braves fan and you lose Acuna... First of all, no one... And no Braves fans are saying this, but I'm just saying... I'm glad there's no one out there saying, I didn't doubt this for a second. Like, oh, you should have doubted us. Everyone rightfully should have doubted as you. As soon as Acuna went down, I was you, so you would worried. never expect this. Props no. to you for doing it. But when you bring in... you know, Braves fans have to admit, you, br- you lose Acuna, you bring in Rosario, Duvall, and Solaire. You're like, I don't. I mean, it's literally, I can, I'm just picturing the money ball scene of, right. so you want to bring in not one, but three defective players to replace, in this case, Acuna. They're mm-hmm. not defective, but it's the same sort of principle. And it ends up working, but I, you could not have been feeling easy. Duvall Braves love from his stint there, and you like him, and he's a good player. He's solid. But he, you didn't yeah. expect Rosario to do what he did, or Solaire to hit a ball that is currently in orbit, maybe. Can we talk about that? Let's. I mean, that had Juan Soto um, 2019 national vibes <laughs> where Soler hit that. And I, I watched the replay because I saw it as soon as I did. And I watched the replay and I was like, holy crap. I said, I think that ball might have landed on the moon. Maybe I, maybe Mars. 
Not sure. It was, but I think that we're gonna be waiting for that thing to come down for a long time. It made it over the. It made it over the railroad. Yeah, that's how you know you hit. That's a long how you way. know. And it's it's funny because there's certain home runs you just remember in a World Series, even the ones that aren't a David Freeze in Game Six. Mm-hmm. Like even, forgetting walk off. There's Joe Carter. There's like ones you remember. But besides that, just some absolute smacked home runs that you remember. Like for me, going back to 2017 before we knew they were cheating. George Springer. I think it was Game. I want to say game six, maybe. Well, maybe it was game five. I don't remember who was home and away that year. But he hit a ball over the railroad. I thought I thought there was a decent chance it landed in the Gulf. Yeah. I mean, he crushed it. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I will never, ever forget that. Solaire's is the same way. And it's just like, it's not a game winning. I mean, effectively, just, but, it did crush their spirits. But, like, it doesn't walk off. But you're just sitting there and you're just like, Wow. Totally changes the energy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one thing I always say. It's one of those stats that you can't really keep track of um, is is the momentum of a game. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing I love about about all sports, actually, too. I mean, we if we kind of go back to last week, the Green Bay Packers, of course, playing the Arizona Cardinals. I know we're kind of jumping over the page a little bit here, but the momentum in the first half was going all the way to the Packers, and then all the way to the end of the game, I was like, man, the Cardinals are about to steal this game away from the Packers, who have had a a ridiculous night from second-string players um, when Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones are both out. Or no, Jones was not out. Devonta Adams and... Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard was out. And yeah. Randall Cobb was looking like he did, like, five years ago in that game and so you just kind of hope for the best from these players and it turned out and sometimes it doesn't work for you i mean let the credit where credit's due guess what could have also happened the braves could have lost um the division to the mets i mean a lot of things had to break their way you know the mets had a 13 percent chance to not make the playoffs at the all-star break mm-hmm. they they had an uh what is that seven eighty seven percent chance they had an 87% chance to make the playoffs yeah. at the All-Star break. Yep. They had to – the only way they could not make it is to royally mess up. and <laughs> Which they do. The Mets are yeah. going to Mets. They just are. They, I mean, and look, my dad's a Mets fan. I love rooting for him, and I hope they can get there again. I love the documentary they did. Mm-hmm. But – Oh, yes. It's just – I mean, credit to the Braves. They stuck with it. It's not – I'm not saying the Mets lost that the Braves didn't win it, but it a lot of things had to go right for Braves. Exactly. And I think that's the one thing you look at for for baseball is that things got to break your way. You know, so for instance, the Brewers have underperformed again. Um, actually the, the I I I read an article on mlb.com through like through like the app today it was like the five teams who need a World Series the most. You know, and so when it comes to need, it's like five teams that man, they better they better win or blow it up quickly because something's got to change. Number one team was the Milwaukee Brewers, and I was not surprised because not only have they been in contention for probably five seasons now, and honestly, too, in a season where I thought the Cardinals were going to run away with the Central, which they did for about the first 30 games, and then they didn't. Injuries didn't help us there. But, you know, when you look at the Central and the Brewers, who have continually, I think, defied a lot of odds, but also stayed in the eyes of the favorites in that division— it's a good place to sit, and they've gotten next to nowhere. Yeah, they've I, not. They don't have any World Series appearances. Did anyone really expect the Brewers to do anything? I didn't. I I I think I knew that with what little they lacked in terms of their pitching rotations postseason history, that they were going to struggle against a team who came into the postseason hot off the press. They have. No, so, they have no batting. Yelich no has been playing like a mortal. That's what the, the that's what the line was in the end of that article was. Christian Yelich has been looking more mortal than usual. And I, mean, I, I think that was a perfect way to put it. When Daniel Vogelbach is the one taking other teams' souls and not Christian Yelich, <laughs> right. you know something's off. Well, the same thing with the Dodgers and Bellinger. I mean, he, he hit one pretty big postseason home run. He had a decent postseason. But, I mean, you, you could argue it's the difference between um, being the home team in a series – um, versus being the away team because they had to go to Atlanta and play them at home even though they won 20 more games. Yeah, which brings me to a, another question. Do you think – it's it's not rhetorical. I am asking you, but in my mind I already know my answer. It's, <laughs> is there a sport that rewards a division winner more than baseball? I feel like it's just so, – and I'm not, it's not, I'm not saying it's a negative thing, but like yeah. – Football, you can win your division. You still got to play a wild card team. Correct. And then you got to play 
division, then you got to play championship, then you can get to the Super, Correct. Super Bowl. Yeah, NBA, if you are the top team, it's all about your your conference spot. Yeah, and I and like the way record. NBA does playoffs, aside mm-hmm. from that play-in thing. I don't know if that's still happening. That might just been COVID. It's a but, money grab, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, besides that, but baseball, I mean, the wild card teams play each other. Like, imagine if they did that in football. Yeah. Like, the wild cards play each other, then the lowest one gets that, and then if you're... Like you said, you could have a. It doesn't happen that often, but you could have a situation where it's Dodgers, Atlanta, and you're like, I mean, Atlanta is in maybe the worst, second worst division in baseball, and yeah, they get 88 wins, and now they're hosting a team that had 106. And I'm not. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, is there a sport that rewards a division winner more? I don't know if there is. I doubt it. I would. I, I would say that the only the only sport or sports that get more rewarded for winning their division, and I'm going to kind of air quote here, conference, is college, college basketball. Sure. Is the only other sport where I think we see true – because I didn't even get this until I got to college at a Division One university here at Lipscomb, but rewards true success um, to a team like a mid-major like Lipscomb in our situation here on campus where, hey, you've won the ASUN conference, you've won the OVC conference if you're Belmont, you've won the AAC conference if you're Dayton or whatever – like, or, or Coast Carolina, the A-10 conference is what Dayton's in. And so you go, okay, now you get your bid to the NCAA tournament. Congratulations, right? Because, for instance, in a year where you have NBA players that are playing in the same conference, like I know that the year that <clears throat> Garrison Matthews last year here at Lipscomb, in the OVC conference, John Morant and Dylan Windler, who were both lottery-projected picks, were both J- John Morant on Murray State, Dylan Windler on Belmont. And those two guys had to go up against each other, and you'd best believe they played each other in the championship game. And John Morant did his dang thing. I mean, he's a beast. And so I think the only other place we see that in sports is the re- the rewarding of winning your conference in college. For shoots. mid-major specifically, because yep. when you're upper one, you still have the whole March Madness tournament. So even that's not Right, because you're rewarding. still looking for a bid. Yeah. Right. So, but when you're an SEC team and you finish fifth, you know, you you and the one seed are still both in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. You still got to, it's still grueling. But baseball, yeah, but, if you win your division, you win two series, you're in the World mm-hmm. Series. Yep. But the, I will say though, even in, even in the Power Five conferences though, we have always, we have also seen when you see Kentucky go down early to, I don't know, Tennessee maybe when they're playing well. But even Vandy, Vandy puts up a good, a pretty good fight in basketball when they have the good years too. It's where, up and down, where, but yeah. Where, but you see a Vanderbilt come and play at Kentucky. Or guess what? Kentucky loses somehow to some other team in the conference. And now Vandy, who was yeah. maybe a five seed, is having to play the sixth seed. I don't know what the I don't know what the lowest in the SEC. But so now Vandy, if they win their conference, guess what? They get an automatic bid. And no right. one ever would have thought with their 17 and 15 record that they would be playing the NCAA tournament, except that they won their conference. So it does work in Power Five conferences too. I would say. No, that's fair, and especially for seeding. Yeah, so yeah. it's crazy. But the Braves, congratulations! Yeah. I listen. I've been a Braves hate, not a hater. It's just that in the South, everyone's a Braves fan. We've been over this. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't stand it. But Congrats to them. Pretty unbelievable, I would say. Now, I want to talk, though, as we kind of round about our baseball segment. Okay, here's the thing. They got four guys, they got three spots, and they got an MVP outfielder coming back. Austin Riley should win MVP. Freddie Freeman won it last year. Freddie Freeman is a free agent. Freddie Freeman signs back. Acuna is going to come back. Austin Riley is young and coming up. What? What do you do here? If you're because, the rest of MLB, because, you're terrified. Because well, but the thing though is, who do you sign back? You got three spots. It's tough, but you have to. One did it? Did you notice what Joe Buck said when Freddie hit his home run? Yeah, everyone's been talking about this, and I am with it because he was like, "I'm so confused by he, it." For those of you who don't know, it was the quote of if Freddie Freeman stepping in for what will be his final at bat in Atlanta Braves. What uniform. is likely his last at bat? It's like you don't know. It's likely. I'm like, how? I was like, if anything, this makes it more likely he re. People have been saying I love that he had a home run in that final oh, yeah. in that in that at bat though. I didn't know he went deep actually until I, I rewatched the game recap. I loved but seeing that. I I would make the argument, people can say I'm wrong on this, I might be, but I would make the argument them winning the World Series makes it more likely he comes back. People say, Okay, that's a little weird. The reason I say that baseball's is they, a different beast. It yeah. is, but if they lose, I feel like he just kinda says in his mind, you know what? We've given it a good run. We've been to NLCS, World Series. We've done a lot for this city. It's just not in the cards right now, whatever. And he's like, you know what? I know I gave my all. I'm going to go somewhere else. The and fact they won. 
And I'm gonna let me add to, if I may. Yeah. Nobody would have batted an eye. Nobody been like, "Screw you, Freddie." Been like, "You're right." You can't say that about Freddie because he has stuck through everything. Freddie could flip off the city of Atlanta, and everybody would be like, "All right." I mean, it's Freddie. Like, he's not gonna do that, but I mean, he could. He's Freddie Freeman in Atlanta. But I, I think them winning more shows him. He's like, "All right, we can do this. We didn't even have all of our pieces. Oh my I gosh. got it here." I'm no longer chasing a ring for my career. Because if they lose, maybe he goes and signs with a, another contender to try and get it. Right. He doesn't need to now. Right. <clears throat> that's just my opinion. But so, but who do you bring back? That's, that's my question. question because here's the thing. I mean, I think the easy out is like you probably don't sign Jock Peterson back. The thing is, though, is that he's probably a pretty cheap contract. Here's the other thing, though. Eddie Rosario comes off a pretty hot postseason, and he, of course, is your, he was your postseason MVP. He's probably the guy who most other teams are going to be coming after. Okay, Duval. Duval is solid. Just keep I, Duval. I I think if you keep anybody, he's your guy. But Soler is also a stud. I so here's my thing. I think I'm looking at it two ways. I'm you're keeping Duval because he's solid enough for you to want to keep him. Mm-hmm. Not amazing enough that his contract's not going to be expensive. And know that like no team's going to be killing for. Let me let me say it like this. Rosario, I I don't think you bring back. Here's, I know it sounds bad. I think and other I know, teams I know, are going to try and pay him a yeah, lot of money. Yeah, and I know Braves fans want to build his statue now. I'm I'm all for it. But you, he's going to regress to the meet. And I, I hate that saying because people talk about it with Ryan Tannehill, Terry Henry, the, everyone that I love, they say it. I hate that saying, but he's going to. He's going to regress. Saying he did not, I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm not saying he didn't have a great postseason. He's not keeping this up. Like He's been in the league for a minute now. We know who Eddie Rosario is. Maybe he maybe he still be, is better than he was 2017. But he's not. He's thirty. This kind yeah, of guy. he's thirty. So he's, he's, so been, he's getting into the second he's half of his like, prime. Yeah, and he's not. He's not going to do this in the regular season. He's not doing this over 162 games. It's just not happening. So you can't get that contract. And I think you're fine letting him walk. The problem also, though, Solaire. What, what are you doing with Solaire in the National League? That's my. That was exactly what I was going to say. Now, if they get a DH, yeah. He's not going to be that expensive, I don't think. And I, you keep him. I know, I know you say that. I don't. Teams are going to be careful to not have a recency bias about that World Series. That's fair. I mean, I agree with you. But I also think there's teams out there who need guys to fill roles. I mean, let's, let's just look across the league at the Los Angeles Dodgers, who, I mean, also, not, I mean, not just the Dodgers, but also the Giants. I mean, are we really confident they're going to run this thing back and just have success? They're going to. Chris Bryant's going to be a free agent. He he looks to sign back in San Francisco, but I also am curious if position has anything to do with that because he played all over the place this year. Weird. And I'm sure he would love to anchor down, um, anchor down. at first or in right or at third. I but, still can't figure out how the Giants got here. I've been trying to figure it out for months now. Yeah. And I can't. So here's the thing um, for those of you who heard me typing. Um, it's because I was looking up ages. So Freeman's 32, similar to how, how old Pujols was when he signed his 10-year extension with the Dodge, or excuse me, with the Angels back in 2011. Which I wish I had the knowledge I did now because back then I didn't know enough about the Angels to like be upset. Oh. If, you go, if you go to the Angels, your batting average automatically lowers by 50 points. Yep. Home runs decrease by 10 to 15 at a minimum. OPS probably by 100, 200. Yeah. And you regress by year. Yeah. And it's you, just, have, you have like a good season, but the, everything else. That's where players go to die. Mm-hmm. Unless you start yeah. there. Yeah. Like Mike Trout. Yeah. Adam Duvaldo, 33. Eddie Rosario's 30. Jack, Pe- Jack Peterson's 29. I thought he was older. Though. Who? Jack. Oh, no. he. You got to remember, he. I think he was in the Home Run Derby his first season. Because remember, in the first half, he like 20. In the first half, I think yeah. it was 2015, he hit, he hit 20 home runs. Right. I think he hit two more home runs after that okay. in, the, in the All-Star break. He did the Home Run Derby, and it just. I think he just said it. He's like, it just effed up my swing. It's the same reason why Harper and, and Trout don't do it. But so from I mean, those, it, there's from a, those. There's some validity to that. I mean, Pete Alonso yeah. was terrible after the All-Star break. So that's, that's why these guys don't do it anymore, which kind of sucks. It's kind of like, like the dunk competition. You're like, then what are we doing this for? But yeah, yeah. So, in my opinion, if I'm bringing back two guys, I, I think that they, I think if I was to bring back some, some, some guns, I would probably try to bring back Duvall because he's 33. He's going to be a cheaper contract, and I probably bring back Rosario only because Jorge Soler is not your consistent guy in the outfield. 
He's not the guy I want in left field. I put Duvall in left. I put Rosario in right. I got Acuna back in center. But it also depends on when Acuna is going to be available because they might have the uh, the uh, the option to sign three of these guys. And if you can sign three of these guys, you let Jock walk and you sign all three, Jorge, Adam Duvall, and Eddie Rosario because Duvall played pretty well in center field. Um, and as soon as Acuna comes back, you put a, you put Acuna back in center, you move Duvall to left, and you got Soler coming off the bench for a pretty nice piece. If you don't sign too big of a contract, he might be sellable come trade deadline next year if you sign him on a short deal. It's going to be weird. You got Freddie's contract in there you got to figure out. And then the only good news for the Braves is they have so much money to work with because you think on a team with this many stars, you're like, oh, I bet they got so many big contracts. Acuna is playing for a bag of chips. And Ozzy Albies, I don't know. I don't know what happened. First of all, I want his agent fired. I don't know what happened. That is the worst contract for a very good player. For an all-star second baseman. That I've ever seen. Yeah. It, it makes me want to throw up. Yeah. I could not believe he signed that. It's pretty low. I it's, mean... If, if I'm if I'm right, isn't it roughly seven years, $35 million? Yeah. That's it's, absurd. It's pretty small. In baseball with one of the highest contracts in any sport. Yeah, I agree. I just can't say. It'll be interesting to see. But the, the question is, if you had to, so we'll finish with this, if you had to say, and this isn't to take away from the Braves at all, because like I said, I was pretty ticked when it was like seven, so actually my message is pre-pod, like seven minutes after the Braves won, I got this stupid little notification that was like, are too early to tell preseason predictions for next year, and I was like, are you kidding me? I, hate I was like, you that. can't have the Braves let their like five seconds of glory. You know, I talked to yeah. friends of mine, they're like, I, I still can't believe it's real, and I'm like, that's awesome, because I remember when the Cardinals won in 2011, and I literally... I kid you not when I say I was in a tough time in life between moving to a new place, and I felt like the Lord used that so much in my life to just bring so much joy in a place that was so dark. It was amazing. But to be to be fair, though, do you think that the Braves can repeat next year? The weird thing is this. You're thinking, okay, you're getting a team that just had this amazing run. They're going to bring back every major piece most likely, and they're getting back an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. That terrifies you. Yeah. At the same time, doesn't that sound too good to be true? Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm just like, it seems too easy. Like, it almost seems too easy. I'm like, they just did all this. If they get back Freddie, whoever they bring back does not matter. It does not matter if it's Rosario, Soler, Duval. It does not. If they get Freddie back, it doesn't matter. And then you get Acuna and th- back. That's the thing. Then and you I'm get like, this offensive powerhouse back and gold glove center fielder. But doesn't it seem too easy? Because yeah. then I'm like, I'm throwing the mortgage on them winning. Right. But at the well, same but, time, it seems too easy. Yeah, I mean, the the question to be had is, you know, do the Padres come back actually playing baseball next year or are they going to be playing golf still? You know, like what are we playing with next year? Because the amount of wins that the, that the Padres had and what they were hoping for is not exactly what they were looking for. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that are going to be sellers this postseason. There's a lot of guys who are free agents. Um, one guy in that list that's probably a trade target that the Cardinals could be interested in is Trevor Story and that maybe realigning him. Get us a shortstop, please. Correa is a free agent. <sighs> I would. Would you mind seeing him in so St. Louis? Here's the thing. This is. I'm glad we got on this. But then after this, we'll wrap up the baseball yes. talk because there's a lot going. We on. We got a football. hard cap for Spence. Got some interviews today. But I. I know he's a good shortstop. Mm-hmm. Do you I, think that him getting off of the Astros would take some of the slack away from his past? I mean, yes and no. Generally speaking, yes, because he's not wearing that uniform. Right. I still can't look at him. I, if he's on my team, I'm not going to root for him. I'm not really? saying I'm not saying I'm going to root for him to strike out, get hurt, anything like that. But when he's up at plate, I'm going to sit there with my arms crossed, with a straight face, not saying anything. I can't. And then when he hits that walk off home run and taps his wrist, you're going to be like. Uh, okay. A grin will probably come out, but <laughs> I can't do it. I mean, Yankees are the same way because there's yeah. been fans saying he'd be great at short for them. because they got, They've got always signed in some new shortstop. <laughs> unless it doesn't matter who they sign, they, they're not going to win. But it's just, I can't, I just, no, honestly, no. I want them all quarantined in Houston so we can all hate them. They're all in the same spot where yeah, they cheated. We can all fair. hate them. That's fair. And then they all retire, and then we don't have to worry about them again. That's fair. That's fair. I just, I don't know. Would he help us? Yes. Yeah, do, would I rather have him than DeYoung at the moment? I don't know. I like Sosa a lot, actually. Can um, I get Sosa's defense and DeYoung's bat? With well, a better average? Let me phrase that. <laughs> Can I get Sosa's average and defense and DeYoung's power? Well, and I like DeYoung's defense, but yeah, that's a different conversation. And, well, we, and, and we're about to hit the offseason, so we'll be able to talk all Cardinals we want to. I wanted Trey Turner so bad. I wanted him so bad. We still can. We still can. This year. This offseason. But let's, yeah. We'll, okay. Next podcast. Do you think that the Braves are going to repeat next year? Not can they? Do you on paper? Would you put it? Would you put it down? Say yeah. On watch paper, out. if I'm 
if I'm placing a bet on paper, I'm mm-hmm. betting them to get there out of the National League. Okay. Red Sox still scare me. Oh, yeah. But, young team. Yeah, very young team. So I may have them Red Sox. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, I, I could see, yes. Okay. I just have this gut thing. It just seems way too easy, too good to be true. Because baseball yep. is not It's like basketball. fantasy, right? It's like fantasy. You draft your team, and then, and then week four you're like, frick. Yeah, it's just like basket. Like, look at basketball. It's a series, just like baseball. But it doesn't ba- – basketball rewards, generally speaking, the best team. Nine times out of ten, the best team wins the series. That's not the case for baseball. So I just it's don't – It's like average. Maybe three out of ten times the best yeah, team Yeah, I don't – I don't know. So mm-hmm. it, the gut thing says I don't know, but, yeah, I'll take them to win. Sure. Okay. What about you? I, I would love to see the Cardinals do something next year. And so there's part of that bias in me. But if there's any team that – if they come back healthy next year – um, especially, I don't remember if Morton's a free agent or not. Um, but if they can bring, especially if they bring Charlie Morton back, because he's been to like the last like five World Series. So yeah. I mean, basically, if he's on your team, it means that you're postseason bound, yeah. World Series bound. Um, but I mean, I, I I would say that they are the favorite in the NL right now. When you think about what they're bringing back, I agree. And if they can sign Freeman, and if Acuna comes back remotely himself, I mean, oh my gosh, if Austin Riley can be. Um, a second-year MVP, too. Which is literally what he did this year. Yeah. They're they're going to be set. LCS-bound, at least. So, yeah. so We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But, so before we go to football, I just want to fill this little gap with hockey. Because okay. we haven't talked a lot of hockey. That's fair. There was a pretty big trade that happened earlier. Okay. You were wanting to talk about this earlier. I yeah. Well, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. So, Jack Eichel is a, he's a player for um, Buffalo Sabres. Okay. Pretty, pretty big name. Really good player. There's been talks about him getting traded for a little bit now. It's just, it's been weird. It's just, I don't know. Hockey's been weird at least. They just traded him to the Vegas Golden Knights. They traded Eichel and a future third round pick for Peyton Krebs, future first round pick, and a future second rounder, and then another whatever. If you're Buffalo, it's not terrible. It's, It's tough losing a guy like that. Like the captain, the great player. I mean, just picture... Picture Crosby for, like, a Buffalo, but, like, a yep. younger, little bit, not as injury-prone, stuff like that. He's a great, great player. I It sucks losing him. Krebs is a good player. Now, I – hockey's weird because hockey draft is – it's almost like baseball. Yep, super where long. Where they spend time in the, the minors, mm-hmm. and it's it's weird. It's Isn't it like 12 rounds? It's something weird. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the exact number, but well, it's and weird. Interesting, too, because, like, also, um, collegiate hockey – I mean – Players get drafted like crap out of that. Like, yeah. there's a ton of people who get drafted to play in the NHL. In like, is it the minor leagues? I don't know if it's a minor league system or like what they call it. Like, the NBA has like their their G League. Yeah, and, it's it's weird. Hockey's but, a very weird animal. Yeah, kind of like baseball is with yeah. the independent leagues. Previously, right. I don't. I think they've done away with affiliations with those, but that's a different conversation. Um, also, I think your your job on this podcast as we get more into hockey season, you're gonna have to convince me to like hockey. Here's the I was so I was thinking about this earlier. I don't know why. I was trying I was creating the perfect sport in my head and I don't know why. And it was the action of football, the class and like pastime of baseball, mm. the drama and playoffs of basketball, <laughs> the atmosphere of hockey, okay, and the oh, global yeah. appeal of soccer. If there's one thing, yeah, that's fair. That because, was the perfect because sport. hockey. If there's one thing I do love about it, it's like you can yell the f bomb like the like the like loudest on your lungs. People be like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this guy's on to something. That you are, know, the environment's just and maybe I'm spoiled. And maybe a Preds that's fan. football too a little bit, but like it's different. But especially as a Preds fan though, like you want to talk about the most toxic environment ever. It's so good. It's Nashville Predators. It's, it's so hockey. Good. <laughs> I I might be spoiled with hockey environments because it's Nashville, but other teams have great environments too. I don't want to give the Canes too much credit because I hate the Canes, but because mm-hmm. their Twitter thinks they're hilarious. Anyway, long story. But a little bit of beef with the Preds. But they have good environment. Teams in general do. There is no better playoffs than hockey. And so regular That's season fair. regular season can be tough. Honestly, regular season for hockey and basketball are almost the exact same. Mm-hmm. I, I say that not just because they have the same number of games, but it's like you really don't start paying attention until, until the last stretch. Until a little bit where you're like, okay, where are these teams at? And you could say that for baseball. Baseball is different just because it has a thousand games in regular season. Anyway, but <laughs> I, it's Spencer crazy. Spencer feels a particular way about this. Yeah, but anyway, he I like the trade. Now he is having disc replacement surgery, so I okay. talked about him not being injured. He is injured, but he's still a good player. Um, I, it's just it's pretty big news because he's just a very big name. It's been in the talks for a while, so it's just crazy to see it actually happen. It's sort of similar to if Deshaun Watson got traded now, minus the 
off the field stuff. Yeah, which we can is talk that about sort that. of stuff. But anyway, interesting trade. Vegas. Oh, I hate Vegas. They're I just they're gonna be so good once he gets back, and they're already a decent team. It's just that's a whole nother story. Anyway, a little bit of hockey news for you. We'll see what happens with it. Preds aren't doing terrible. They they're not doing terrible. They're just they just they were five hundred, just beat the like a top five team, Calgary Flames. They're like top five. They're a good team. So we'll see how it's with the Preds. That's obviously my team. Keep you updated with that. But some big news from hockey should shake up the hockey verse a little bit. But now for the creme de la blah blah. I don't know what the word is. There's some saying, right? The creme de la creme or the whatever. Like the meat of the whatever. Football. We're talking football. Whatever that means. What do you think about that? There's been some. I'm going to let you go. No, I, yeah. No, I'm, I'm waiting. Please, please. I, I can't say his name. Okay. Without either crying and also feeling disrespectful. So I'm going to let you do it. So for those of you who do not know, um, the Tennessee Titans had a rivaled win against a rivaled opponent, the Indianapolis Colts, who no matter what, always seemed to play us close in what was a fantastic game. Um, it was a super fun game to watch. It had Seattle vibes, like the first game of the year. Was that opening? Second week. That was the second week. Seattle's home opener, um, yeah. where, the, where the Titans won in overtime in a hostile environment where they got the same chance um, this last week. But the question, it's, uh, we'll talk memes in a second because you said something the other day that was really funny <laughs> at what cost. Um, Derrick Henry went down with what is likely a season-ending injury uh. for a team that if, if Henry's healthy, because also power rankings came out um, this past week now for the, the updated power rankings. Green Bay's on top. Rodgers is out this week, of course. Adams is back. Will Jordan Love do anything? This We'll have to see. No. Um, but they're also playing the Chiefs, so that'll be an interesting matchup. Of course, now with Rodgers being out, is it can Mahomes be the backup quarterback? But nonetheless, though, if if Henry's healthy, the Titans are arguably the best team in the NFL. Easily AFC. Yeah. You you, you question? Yeah, you could talk about NFL. I uh, here's in all in all seriousness, I did not realize how important Derrick Henry was to my football <laughs> life. Like when we don't no, have to your life period. In gen- yes, but I mean, like seriously, in terms he said of, he said he said I didn't think it would hurt this bad. But I literally can't function. <laughs> I, dude, I, like when we don't, we didn't have AJ Brown. I was like, it stinks. I love AJ Brown and it hurts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just, okay, kept going, watch the games. I don't know if it's maybe it's, he's a more replaceable position, maybe. And that's but fair. That's especially at running back. Julio, like, I don't have as big of an attachment to. Obviously, he's here one year. But when Derek, like, I, I lost the will not to live, but I lost the will to try. Like mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, I mean, I, how hard is it as a Titans fan, as a diehard Titans fan now to be like, all right, let's just shut it down. I don't even want to play another game this season. I literally did not. I said forfeit Sunday because Tannehill was still banged up. And people forget that. Mm-hmm. I was like, forget it. It happened in OT also. Yeah, I was like, just pack it up and just go home and just we'll, we'll regroup next season. I was like, let's just regroup. I, I wanted to cry. I just, it's so, it's so bad. And here's the thing. We'll talk about it in a minute. Our, our hopes are not over yet. We'll talk no, about, we'll talk not about even why. close. But it's such a blow because you have to understand as Titans fans, we had years of Bishop, Sankey, Antonio Andrews, Dexter McCluster, names you people may not have even heard of as our running back. We couldn't buy a hundred yard game from a running back. Right. Two and fourteen, three and thirteen seasons. I mean, the last real name we had that even was slightly successful was Vince Young, and that was maybe two seasons. Mm-hmm. Then Chris Johnson was right before him, like in that era. Right. And you're like, I mean, it's been a decade drought of a name that national media will talk about. Derrick Henry was that guy. Well, like and he mean, is a hard soul of this team. I mean, and the, the Titans were a team, I don't want to say like they were the Browns, but they were a team that continually year after year after year had high picks in the draft because they just didn't have it. And the guys yeah. that they were drafting were not doing the trick. Ugh. Marcus Mariota, though I know you love him, he's a great example of that kind of thing, a guy who just didn't really pan out in the NFL for more than two seasons. Um, yeah. There's reasons for that. That's another podcast. I... Titans fan base is literally split. You could split a line in between of Mariota lover or hater, and that's a decent way to define the Titans fan base. But that's fair. I that's fair. There's a lot. Of, I mean, yeah, we that we'll we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, Derrick Henry, that it hurts and it makes me mm-hmm. sad. But it, let's be le- legitimate. Without first of all, without Derrick Henry, the Titans have a real shot at the one seed with Derrick Henry. 
We had a real – I mean, the AFC is weird this year. Chiefs aren't that good. We beat the Bills. We have the head-to-head with them. Still have it with the Chiefs if we need to. Mm-hmm. The loss to the Jets hurt us, but then Bengals do the same thing, and they're a top seed. Yep. Ravens look beatable, as they were to the Bengals. So Yeah, and the Ravens also, a lot like the Chiefs, look really inconsistent. That's yeah. what their offense has been all season. It's just, like, questionable at best. And you're like, do you think the Raiders are legit? You don't know. And Chargers looked real good, but now they've, they're have they 4-3. and three. They haven't been as good as mm-hmm. you thought. So AFC was wide open. We had a real shot. And it's critical when there's only one bye to be had in each yep. conference. It's crazy. Without them, I've gone through... I've gone through Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Titans, all their remaining schedules. Mm-hmm. It's going to take about somewhere between 11 to 13 wins to get that one seed. And Titans are 7-2 and two right now? Um, or 6-2? and two? I think we're... Because this was week 9? I believe we're 6-2. and two. Yes. So two losses to... Lost we're the Cardinals, Cardinals lost and, the Jets. Uh, but yeah, I, it's about that anyway. But, but our looking, granted... I mean, they need to. I mean, I mean, my question for you here is, what do you do against the Rams now? Six and two. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because you hope. I mean, I, I believe that the Titans can play into contention against one of the best teams in the NFL. Right. Defensively, it's been the story of our year of playing up and down to our competition. Right. Like, but I, but I wonder if the kind of the targets off their back now a little bit, and if they can't do what they they have done in the past, which is to play exceptional football against all odds because there's no except there's no excuse me expectations for them that's fair look so titans the playoff hopes are still alive we're knock on wood gonna win the division it, it would take a lot to not win the division yeah we it's got two games the against the poorest division in football yeah well nfc east might be worse barely barely but you're right so but then we got we got two oh, games never mind not barely i forget i mean it's, the... it's close but we got two games against houston left we got a game against jacksonville a game against miami a Winstonless Saints. We have like mm-hmm. games oh, that are, such a are, bummer. are winnable games yeah. coming. So we can we're still gonna win the division. Now it's about how high a seed can we get it. We'll mm-hmm. see. Derrick Henry, they said six to ten weeks. He ten could weeks. be back for the postseason, yeah. Ten if if barring no setback, knock on wood, ten yeah. weeks puts him back for first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Anything earlier, he's here for regular season. And no bye week yet. So you do have that bye week still, correct? We still have a bye week coming up. Yep. Week thirteen, I Which believe. Which is good because it'll give your guys some time, especially if Tannehill's I mean, especially towards the end of the season, you're going to have more time for postseason. That's another week for Henry to yeah. see how he looks. We'll see how that works. But Henry could still be back. So that my only issue is he's going to lose some weight. He's going to lose some strength. He can't do anything right now. Mm-hmm. So that's a concern. But we'll see how it goes. Deontay Foreman and Adrian Peterson, two yep. guys we bring in. A lot of Titans fans are hoping Adrian Peterson pulls some 2012 stuff out of a hat. It's not happening. Mm-mm. He can get you three and a half yards a carry. Average. That's what he's going to be for you, and he's going to get 15 carries a game. He's not getting 30 like Derrick yeah. Henry. If he doesn't die on the field. Yeah. And listen, I mean, he's not young. No, I'm fine with the signing, but Deontay Foreman needs to be the feature back, and people say it's a little weird. When Deontay Foreman was here either a year ago to last year, a year ago or two years ago, he was behind Derrick Henry. He was a monster, and no one, no one realized it. I don't know why we let him go. I'm telling you, every time he touched the football, was getting six or seven yards. Mm-hmm. Dude was a freak. And the Titans finally had a guy behind Derrick Henry. You know how teams with really good running backs all seem to have a good backup? Yep. Like, you got well, you Alexander watched, Madison for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. If you, you got, watch the uh, the Green Bay Packers game, they had... Um, A.J. Dillon. Yeah, who was going off last yeah, week. They, every, like, every time he carried the ball, he's got, like, five, six yards. Yeah. And he was turning a two-yard carry between two blockers in, like, five yards. Yeah, Panthers have Chuba Hubbard yeah. behind Christian McCaffrey. They had Mike Davis last year who did great. Yep. Titans never had that. It's either Derrick Henry or nothing for the yep. last three or four seasons. Deontay Foreman was that guy. I don't know why we let him go. Glad to have him back. He could actually be real. People will be surprised. I think he'll be really good. We'll see what happens there. Titans, well, and this TBD. is what you train for. If you, I mean, we are not that far removed from Nick Foles being the guy that saved Philadelphia's lives. Yeah. More than one time, too. Right. Um, so why not? You know, I mean, this is the kind of thing that creates guys' legacies for some of them. And so I'm with you. I mean, I think that this is why you have to have guys behind who are just ready to go. And if you don't, well then, because I, I fully am with you. I don't think that if you're the Titans, you can look in the season and be like, okay, I guess we're done now. Okay, Henry's gone, but now you just got to rely on other guys. You got to get the ball to Green. You got to get the ball to Julio Jones. You've got to hope that Tannehill's healthy, um, because guess what? And this, he got hurt in the stupidest way. It was the last play of, the, of regulation. Yep. Just take a knee. Just take a knee, because our O-line is Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. It's got so many holes in it. Just literally, they just blew him up and just <laughs> tackled Tannehill on his neck. Yeah. Which, God forbid, they call a penalty on Tannehill. But Carson Wentz can underthrow every ball, and it's a defensive pass interference. Anyway, another story. It's all good. You, no, I want to ask yeah. you, though, 
moving on to Packers. Yeah. Titans, TBD. We'll see how their season does. They're still going to make the playoffs. Yep. Jordan Love's coming in. Personally, outside looking in, you're more of an insider on Packers, I would say. You're, a little at least bit. you're a Packers guy. Yeah. I, I don't see Jordan Love doing much. Now, Chiefs defense, he might do some stuff. Yeah. Long term, I don't know if he's the guy. What are you thinking, though? I mean, what, I mean, as a Packers fan, how are we feeling? You know, here's the thing. You get, you get Cobb, who was elite last week. You've got Devonta Adams coming back. You've got one of the best running backs in football. Um, one of the most, I would say, consistent running backs well with uh, Aaron Jones sitting behind the press. So I've, I like my options here. I think that you don't have to be Aaron Rodgers to be good. In this situation, especially when the Chiefs have looked so bad. For my fantasy, I'm a little excited because I'm like, okay, well, it, at least if my team loses, Matthew Mahomes better throw for like 400 yards. Yeah. Because if there's one thing that happened last week is that in the first half, the defense showed up. I mean, also, if there's one thing I noticed watching the Cardinals, it's that they run their offense very quickly. And I would say that the Chiefs do that too. They don't take a lot of time off the clock. They don't play the IQ game like like Aaron Rodgers does. So I think what's important for Jordan Love to do is to go out there and kind of develop his own game a little bit, but follow the lead of you know the guy. I mean, of your coaching staff. I mean, you you are in the same position that Aaron Rodgers was when he was behind Brett Favre. You know, the same question was being asked about Aaron Rodgers. The same question was being asked about Jordan Love. You know when this transition happened for Aaron Rodgers to become the same MVP quarterback he is today. So you got to give a guy a shot eventually. Right. And unfortunately for Rodgers, COVID is, the, is, is what's bringing this opportunity. But gladly he'll be back in 10 days' time. I was enjoying, I'm not going to lie, some of the memes. Because I don't know if you heard him talking about vaccination status. No. He'd originally said he was immunized. Beginning of the season, they or like offseason, they were like, are you vaccinated? And he was like, I'm, yeah, I'm immunized. And then it turns out he's not vaccinated. Oh, my gosh. So the way he kind of did a play on words. So Big Cat from Barstool posted what might be <laughs> might be one of the greatest things ever. And it was, uh, and it was uh, someone asking Aaron Rodgers, like, uh, have you drank coffee today? Do you have coffee this morning? And he goes, yeah, I'm caffeinated. That was the, like, resp- I thought it was so funny. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens uh, against Chiefs defense. Let's put it this way. If he doesn't look good against Chiefs defense, yeah, might not be the guy. Yeah, and they got they're healthy besides Rodgers. So yeah, and I mean, you know, look, you are six and one. You can lose a game now. Uh, you're going to be fine either way. I think um, this. Yeah, does it put a hole in the plans a little bit? Sure, but I mean, I get. I don't know. I, I'm not too worried about it. More so because I don't think a loss is going to do much damage. It's kind of like it's like Rodgers said in week one. He's like, guys, we're going to be fine. And then they won six in a row. You know, and they beat the undefeated team in. The NFL. Yeah. And they looked great doing it. Granted, their first half was great. The second half was not great. Um, and they definitely won on a botched play by... AJ Green retiring, middle he, of the play. Yep. He just said, I'm retiring. He said... I'm not turning around for right. that ball. Wow. Ball's in the air, and safety said, I'll take that. Yeah. And so, Tough. I mean, you, you take it how you get it. Um, Win's a win. Exactly. And... Do the Cardinals make that take twice? No. But do the Green Bay Packers give up like a 15-point lead? Again, probably not. Right. Also because the Packers in the postseason are a terrifying team. Yeah. Because it does not matter what the score is. You're not comfortable with any sort of lead. And so I think that that's kind of also the play there is that, I mean, Aaron Rodgers knows how to get the job done. So as long as he's able to come postseason time, I'm not really too concerned about a one seed or not. Granted, they'll probably be buying for it um, if they can overcome a couple teams. So that's how I feel. I mean, next week's game coming up isn't as important as I think some people want to say it is. Um, we're in the middle of the season. If you lose a game now, I think that it's okay. But I also think that they could probably pull a win away. And if they do, though, I mean, the question is going to be more about can the Chiefs win? I think it's less about Aaron Rodgers not playing because the whole team is healthy outside of Rodgers pretty much. So the question has got to be more for the Chiefs. Of like, if, if Mahomes can't beat the, the, the Rodgerless Packers, you know, I mean, some things have got to change. So, also for the meme that we were quoting earlier, um, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, for Derrick Henry, it Ugh. was the uh, it was the Avengers meme with Thanos, where he's where Gamora comes up to him and says, "What is it? Did you did, did you, you beat the Colts?" Yeah, he goes, "Yes." He goes, "Yes." He goes, "At what cost?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah, what did it cost you?" He goes, "Everything." <laughs> and it 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 hit a, it struck a chord. Oh my gosh, it hurt. I mean, yes. that one hurt to read. <laughs> Because that was true. But there's another one that was a little bit li- more lighthearted that was funny, and it was from The Office, mm-hmm. from all the Office fans out there. 
Oh. And it was the caption was Vrabel talking to the team after Derrick Henry's injury. <laughs> it was from when Steve Carell talks about. I, don't, I think he got a call, Michael, that they were maybe going to get uh, cut the branch or whatever. And he yes. just comes out and he goes, "All I can do right now is put on a brave face." He comes out and he goes, "We are screwed. <laughs> goes, it is over." <laughs> and it was so so brilliant. But yeah, it it was tough. So but, memes but, were golden. But are you convinced that it's over? Because I feel like honestly. Like, I know Henry went down, and that's a huge part of the offense. But, like, I, I really think that the team has set itself up to really thrive. I think, Le- they, I think they're going to be okay. Do I legitimately think our playoff chances are over? No. Do I think we can win a game in the playoffs? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I legitimately asking me, do I think our Super Bowl chances are gone? Yes. I, yeah. I don't. But what if, even if Henry comes back, you're still saying, Henry, I doubt it. So let's say Henry comes back. Let's say even a week. Let's say a week before the first playoff game, if it somehow happens. Mm-hmm. Assuming we don't get a bye, which would be unlikely. Let's say that happens. Hey, this man will have yeah. had to – and it's, a, it's an injury you can't put pressure on. This is a no-weight injury. He cannot work out. He can't stay in shape. Now, I know he's already an athlete. He's in good shape. But you got to keep that. You can't just come back, rush for 200 yards without being in shape. That's not mm-hmm. how it works. He's not going to help you for at least a couple weeks. I mean, he's got to get in shape. The playoffs don't give you that kind of time. The NFL is not waiting for you. Nope. The other teams aren't waiting. Yep. So I don't see us getting to – if we somehow get a first-round bye – I will maybe we got a shot at actually mm-hmm. getting there and maybe winning. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, the the really the worst part of all this is how open the AFC is mm-hmm. and how much of a real shot we had at that one seed. Yep. It hurts. That's the I think that is the toughest part. Because if, if we were facing part. a seven and one Chiefs and a an eight and no Bills or a what like all these monsters and I'm like, all right, we weren't gonna get it anyway. No. The team the AFC's wide open. Yep. And we had a real shot. So it hurts. We'll see. Last thing, I want to do one thing before we go. Okay. A little well, we got weird two things. We got player of the week. Oh, true. And we got whatever you got. All right. Just a quick thoughts. What do you think about o, OBJ's dad? Oh yeah, we 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 did talk about this. I I'm really <sighs> irritated. Whoa, irritated. That's yeah. not a word. Invent a new word. I'm really right here irritated. On the show. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> TM. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, no, I I'm really frustrated because, I mean, OBJ has been. I mean, this is this this has been clowning for a while now because everyone's been saying the same thing. Where it's like, you put OBJ on the on the Browns and he's washed. You put OBJ on any other team, he's an elite receiver. That's just the truth. Okay. I think that you could also argue that OBJ was immortalized for one catch. I, I mean, he's, he's a great. He's is he a good receiver? Yes. Um, but has he branded himself on this one catch? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's become like his thing. You know. Other receivers do it better than he does. Make catches like that on a more... I mean, is it one of the greatest catches, if not all time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Top five easily. At least. Yeah. But what I don't think is great is LeBron James sharing it on Twitter, talking about how OBJ is like real deal. And I just want to be like, you don't even play football. Like, I get your support and your dude. Like, whatever. I don't, I don't... I guess I don't have a problem with that. It just bugs me that that should be anywhere taken into consideration when it comes to <laughs> the yeah. play calls that happen on the field when, first of all, Baker Mayfield has legitimate options behind the running back court and great receivers this year. So I'm just kind of like, he's not the only guy out there, but he also might not be... Yeah. I, I just don't buy it. I... I'm with you. It irritates me when parents got to chime in on all this stuff. Just let your kid do his thing. You don't need to be criticizing his teammates. Especially for an adult. You're like, shut up. Yeah, I'm with that. All right. uh, Player of the week. And then we'll wrap up. Yep, because you got an interview to do. I do. What do you you got? Player of the week. So my... Or I can go first if you want me to. No, I'm trying to rephrase it. Because, you know, so this is how it works for us. um, Is kind of like, so whether it's player, whether it's team, organization, whatever. We've got the Chicago Bulls. Okay, now we're talking. I am loving their return to what is right now the so top of the Eastern Conference. Are you sold on them as the legitimate? Not as a contender, but definitely as a playoff. Like, I think that they can foil a lot of teams' plans. Okay. Um, two years ago when the Miami Heat made it to the to the um, excuse me, to the finals against the Lakers and lost in the bubble, I was talking to my buddy. I had like a two-hour conversation on the road one day. We were just chatting. Um, he's one of my roommates now. And he, he, we were talking basketball, and I was like – I, I told him, I said, Matt, this is, I think, before, like, right at the beginning of, of play. I said, Miami Heat are going to be in the finals this year. I told him, he said, he said, really? I said, you're that confident? Yeah, they look too good. I think they're the only team that can stop Giannis. They were the only team that did stop Giannis. Um, and they got it all the way to the finals and took the Lakers to six games with Jimmy Butler looking like, 
I mean, doing his greatest Rudy impression and should have been carried out of there on a stretcher. That was a great performance. He was so good. Um, so looking at the Bulls in the Eastern Conference, especially with a Kyrie-less um, six, or excuse me, Nets and a Simmons-less Sixers and a team that's looking, I don't know, like they can't find it quite quite yet. And, and Bede's been out a little bit and injured. Yeah. I love the Bulls. I love what they're doing. They're pacing, they're spacing. Um, DeMar DeRozan goes up for like 37 in his last game. I've always loved him. Dude, Zach Levine is, I love Zach Levine. Zach Levine's a baller. He's, he's a, I was about he, to say the exact same. He, he is DeMar DeRozan with a three-point shot. Essentially, that's how I how I look at those players, and so between them and their bench, Alex Caruso getting a real role in a team, not just being like the white kid on the Lakers who can jump, yeah. but being like a like a like averaging like two and a half steals per game right now. I mean, I love the Bulls. I, I love. Them. I agree. Um, I was trying to do someone not obvious, but I said screw it. They deserve it. Jorge Soler system was the hashtag <laughs> going around. Big fan. Dude, I love that. Big fan of that hashtag. That's Whoever such a dope nickname. Soler system. <laughs> Whoever started that, sensational. Because that's where that, that ball is currently. Yeah. Um, In orbit. <laughs> props to him. Like, I wanted to give give it to Dansby to be a homer and all that. And like, I think Dansby is great. And he deserves a lot of accolades. But Jorge just, when that game didn't have a lot of offense going, the Braves' offense did not look good Started that game. And when they were down, when they lost at home, Game yeah. five, I thought it was over. I was like, they're about to choke this away. Yeah. He came out and said, I'm not letting it happen. Gave him a cushion, and then they were able to capitalize on yeah. it. Good for him. Player of the week. We'll see what happens with him in the offseason. Yeah, and hopefully they send him back. I mean, we'll see what happens, but there's a lot of teams this this postseason that – or excuse me, this offseason in the OB who are going to have a lot of money to pay. Yeah. But other than that, though, I think that's all we got today on this edition of the – I almost said TBD, but we've lost that name yeah. – of Untapped Sports with uh, my – Co-host Spencer and myself, John Tomlinson, joining you. Um, be able to, you know, leave us a, leave us a rating, leave us a review down in the, in the uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Apple, Spotify, or uh, we, we of course post through Anchor, which is a super easy way to post podcasts, which is super fun. Um, but yeah, just let us know you're listening with us and leave us a like, a rating, and all that fun stuff. We'll be with you guys next week Thursday um, is when we record, but, and we'll be posting in the meantime. But yeah, we'll see you guys soon. <laughs>